1: Hey everybody, how you doing? Welcome to a very special episode of The Ninth Realm. Yes, we're back. Not on a regular basis, we're back for one show. Yes. Hi, oh, back. And with me, of course, <laughs> Mr. Scott. Uh, he runs the Agency of More Events at the SoCal Open, as well as the Las Vegas Open, possibly the Bay Area Open. And we're very excited to talk oh. about the new battle tome Beasts of Chaos. So, we are very um, stoked about the book. I think it's it's uh, quite good. And we wanted to talk to you all about what's in it. And if you decide you might want to take a look at picking it up, starting a Beasts of Chaos army for yourself, you can, of course, do so with Frontline Gaming, 15% off, and free shipping orders $99 and up within the continental United States. It doesn't have to only be Games Workshop product. It can be anything. Matt's, Terrain, GW yeah. products, whatever your little heart desires.
0: Everything. And even if you have one in the closet, this book, something you're gonna want to pick up because I know a lot of people retired that army when it's broken apart. This puts it all back together, so. Yeah. And you'll want to add. There's so many things you could throw in because it all works really well together now.
1: Yeah, indeed. And So a couple things. Uh, This is like what you would call a modern battle tome. Uh, It took all the disparate mini uh, factions from uh, what used to be called, uh, not Beast of Chaos, uh, Beastmen. Beastmen. And kind of re-brought them back together. Thankfully, that's what everybody was hoping for, and they did it. And it gives you uh, kind of some overarching chapters, for lack of a better term. Basically, uh, you could be different flavors of Beastmen, and that gives you kind of uh, overarching rules that apply to your whole army. Then there's uh, some army-wide rules that go kind of another step down that apply to um, war herds or minotaurs. Ray herds or beast, what you would call traditional beastmen, dragon ogres, uh, and then of course you also have a plethora of warlord traits or uh, alpha beast traits, as they call them here. Yep. Uh, spoils of the war herd, which are relics and magic, and of course now the dragon ogre Shaggoth is now a wizard. Has yeah, really good spells.
0: Yep. And they, this is kind of they already kind of put out. This is the battle tomes style they're going to move forward with. This is the Refining of the last few. This is, I mean, if you have the Stormcast one, you'll see where they borrowed from those. If you have the ones from previous that, they are pulling more in. And this, they've already kind of projected the idea that this is where they're headed in future battle films.
1: You know, I'm happy with this because, for one, you don't have all these little mini factions, which really doesn't work in the way... you Can't field them, yeah. It just doesn't work. Because in Age of Sigmar, you only get 400 points for uh, allies. And when you've got like 10 little factions, or maybe not 10, five or six Factions from which used to be your army, you literally can't take more than two. And then the one of them, it can only be 20% of your army. So it's really restrictive. So it's great to see you get all the options back. I hope they keep doing this. Like you said, that seems to be the case. As someone who also plays free people, I would love to be able to take Flagellants and, you know, uh, not only take my Celestial Hurricane, which takes up all my allies points. It'd be cool if I could take some Flagellants. And maybe like an Inquisitor or something like that. So yeah. this to me is a great step in the right direction. Really excited. And now if you want to use your ally points to take like some Warriors of Chaos or something like that, now you can. That to me feels more like an ally.
0: Right. Bring in something different. Right. Maybe you want a Zeech Caster that's not a beast. Maybe you want to bring in some... Bloodthirster or something uh, like that. Light Kings. That's another thing you can bring that into your group.
1: So it's, it, to me, like, right out the gates, Stokes, stir crazy, yeah, sorry. Beastman would get a new book right when you started to start 40k works. They are very similar to one another. Um, but, yep. yeah. So really cool. We'll touch really briefly on the lore. We're not going to dig too much into it because we don't want to spoil uh, any of the cool, like, little twists and turns. But I will start off by saying, per usual, the new artwork is Great as always. Amazing. Yep. Amazing. So, Scott, um, you went into the lore more than I did. I was looking more at the rules. Why don't you give us a little bit of a uh, kind of a cliff notes version of it?
0: All right. So, they're, they've been around since the beginning of everything in that time of myth before Sigmar comes and starts showing civilization. So, they rampaged around tormenting the proto-humans and the, all the races trying to build things up and chaos. And when um, Sigmar comes back... He helps push them all to the four corners, sends Gorka Morka after them, et cetera, to, to make things good for civilization. Then the time of chaos comes. That's when the beastmen come back out of the corners. And they give you like little hints about maybe where they came from, people's different philosophies. I won't go through those. You can go ahead and read those yourself about where did the be- the beast of chaos come from? Because they were there before chaos actually found the realms. How did that happen?
1: Right. They're kind of a manifestation of raw chaos, like they're right. not they're, they like you were saying they actually think it's weak. You're right. When a herd dedicates itself to one of the chaos one gods, of the gods
0: because they're raw chaos. They are, they see themselves as the progenitors or the people of actual chaos. And following these one or two gods, they respect them, they revere them, but they don't think following them is the strong. It makes you stronger.
1: Fair they enough. feel like
0: it's a cheat, and it's one of the ways they put it.
1: And then again, if you do want to have a, a herd a war herd or, or which, you know, a great herd, a great fray, excuse me, yep. dedicated to one of the chaos gods that do give you uh, ability to do that via a battalion, which you could easily make a one drop army with your whole, everything within one battalion uh, and dedicate all to a god if you wanted to theme that way. So you totally can. Uh, and the the benefits are actually pretty cool. Yep. I like them a lot. So then in the backstory, you know, they're obviously the enemies of order, arch enemies of order. They also don't like destruction. They don't like anybody. They don't even like each other very much. No, but, um, they never have, right? No, It's always been... Chaos believes that the struggle between themselves create, makes you strong. Uh, but they, they especially hate Sigmar.
0: Sigmar and anything he built. They want to bring it, see it brought down, destroyed, and anything they can do to help make that happen, they'll join as part of.
1: Well, pretty cool backstory. Uh, anything else we want to touch on that or should we move on to the rules?
0: We can kind of move to the rules. We'll pick up small bits of it as we go through the different ways of organizing your group and and your armies. So
1: So, uh, 30,000 feet above um, the way you organize your army. um, If you take a Beast of Chaos army, you get uh, basically all the rules that you used to get for the individual factions. Now you just automatically get it. Brayherd Ambush allows you to put Brayherd units in outflank. Essentially, they can start the game off the table. Anytime you can start the game off the table, it's extremely powerful. Uh, shooting is not as prevalent in Age of Sigmar as it used to be. However, Zinch is still really popular. So if you find yourself going second, uh, unless you built a one-drop army, um, you can protect your units by just putting them off, off the table. The table. Yeah. And that's, that's really valuable, and you can put half your units off the table. They can come on any table edge within six inches of the edge of the table, more than nine, nine inches, inches away from the, the enemy. The enemy. Um, you can't move again, but you can shoot or charge. Uh, and a lot of there's a lot of ways to get plus one to your charge uh, There's even a warlord trait that lets you reroll charge rolls although that's for the war herds and you can't take that and outflank them, but um, there, There's quite a few ways to get like a plus one
0: Yep, and the traits giving them a yep. little extra move a little extra this the banners and the instruments still do the same things they used to they didn't change much there and every group kind of has something that they can get benefits from in the overall allegiance abilities for their battle traits and etc Plus the same thing where bull gore, uh, with the Doom Bull, Bull Gores were battle line, same way now, but you also get Gores and Ungores is just universal battle line. Yep. Which makes it a lot easier to put that army together. Bull Gores, they don't take up a lot of real estate, so they can be outnumbered for grabbing ter- uh, grabbing objectives. But you can put one or two out now, still have them be battle line, and then get out a couple of mass units that are your battle line as well to stand around things. So that's a big change for how that army would work. And just, I mean, they have figured out how everything kind of fits in to make the story for each group work. I mean, they're always supposed to be a mass mess anyway. Now you can make them that way.
1: Yeah. And that's what I always, that was why I never started the army before is cause I always got frustrated because I wanted to include Minotaurs or War Herd and I wanted to include Beastmen, but I also wanted to grab a couple monsters and you just couldn't do everything. Now you can. Um, so the Bray Herd, you can still do the outflanking trickery. And as Scott said, Gores, Ungores are just troops. Ungor Raiders or not, but uh, uh, Gors and Ungors are like universal troops. But it, whoever your warlord is, you can then take you know, Bull Gores or Dragon Ogres or, or bestigors. Um, bestigors as also as battle line. Uh, Creatures of the Storm. So for Thunderscorn, uh, units more than three inches away from any uh, enemy units can move a distance in inches equal to the roll, but cannot move within three inches of any enemy Units, so you roll a die and then they can move. That it's like the destruction move. Yeah, it's
0: like the old destruction move. They get a dice, they can move as long as they're not in combat. Or we get into combat.
1: It is really really useful. Obviously, uh, extra movement. Carnier says, looks like he needs to uh, about 100 new round bases. Yeah, <laughs> yep. A lot of people have beastman armies, um, so it'll be a lot of fun. And,
0: and then movement trays. We're gonna use that many.
1: And they do Speed move up in herds. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because of the way the game works now, you you pretty much want your rank and file guys in base to base, so. Um, or very close to one another, so the movement trays make all the well, same. They make
0: some that their different companies make some that are spaced out an inch apart in lines, and it's easier to set up that way. Once you move, you really want to get them out of those because it's far too advantageous to actually flow through and around things. Yeah. But to get started to set up quickly, there's nothing like watching your opponent put out his 140 whatever guys. Chess clocks, one baby. at a time.
1: Chess clocks totally solves that problem. <laughs> Uh, Blood Gorge is for war herd units, and uh, at the end of a combat phase, if any attacks made by a Warherd unit, that combat phase destroyed any enemy units. It's not models. You have to actually wipe out a unit that healed D3 wounds. Yeah, but so, it's not hard for them to wipe out a
0: unit. They, no. They, they hit, hit hard.
1: <laughs> they're the hardest-hitting uh, battle line unit in the game by a mile.
0: Yeah, the first one of the first games I played in when they tried to start a league at the local store, I ran my... Um, blood knights right into them figuring eh, they won't be so bad these are armored knights that we fight. wiped out the whole group yeah. one round one swing done it was it was a bad way to start the game
1: Bulgors are really really good um, so they're great the, the new really cool what I think is really cool the primordial call and we'll touch yeah. on the herdstone in this so uh, in Age of Sigmar 2nd edition summoning is free again although it's very restricted in how you do it
0: you, you have to build up a resource to yeah. be able to summon
1: and it's very reasonable in my opinion. Uh, so the primordial call for the uh, Beast of Chaos is um, at the start of your hero phase, you get one point. In your hero phase, you can choose one friendly Beast of Chaos hero within three inches of a Hearthstone. Hearthstone is the, well, it's always been in the lore, but it's a new kit. It's yeah, it's
0: four new models as we we're going through it. All the rest are the old models, which are great. I mean, they really do hold up.
1: They, they, they're Especially beautiful the,
0: the, the, the Bulgores. Oh, yeah. It's great looking.
1: I think they're just a the regular old beastman. They're great. They're yeah. one of my favorite kits. Uh, but you can basically sacrifice D3 uh, of one of your unit next to a, a Hearthstone. Hearthstone's is not free money-wise, but it's free points-wise. So you auto-take one. Too, they're, yeah. It's They're super good.
0: It has to be set up 12 inches away from your opponent's territory, and that's it.
1: Yep. And then you have a hero that basically sacrifices some of the little ungores, is usually what it's going to be. And yeah. for each dude you kill, you get one more primordial call point. There's other ways to influence it to get more points, but what, basically, once you hit three points, you can start summoning in uh, units. So you could summon a unit every turn, theoretically. Uh, it's more going to be like probably every other turn, or you want to save up for something big. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you could just save up and then by turn probably three, maybe four, uh, you could summon in like a Gorgon or Z- zanger Skyfires or a Chimera who are quite good. Um, for me, I would just start firing out the little wimpy dudes right away.
0: Run towards objectives, make people exactly. to kill them. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. Uh, and so they come out at the end of your movement phase and um, they have to be nine inches away from uh, enemy or do they come in? Uh, they come in like outflanking, basically. Yep. Yeah.
0: Into the into fa- the movement phase, they just appear within six, outside of nine. A mechanic we're all used to. Uh, nine's pretty common, and there are a couple ways to influence it. One of the great phrase has an effect. That's one of their big things. Is they get an extra point. When we talk about those, and it's just, it's, it's interesting because it is what they do. They call animals on. They call monsters. They call more of their own. They. They should be coming on from all the corners as you get more of that uh, battle chant going, as the war goes farther on, as the, the, the battle's more desperate. They're going to come find what the fight is.
1: Yeah, and, and that's what, sort of what it's representing, is they're using the the, the power of, to, to, to call these guys out of the, the Badlands, and they come and join. Uh, and then the herdstone itself, which is going to be ubiquitous in any Beast of Chaos Army. Yep. Um, and it, but it's cool though, and it's always been in the lore. They've always had the Heardstone mechanics for as long as I can remember. Yep. Um, yep. Basically, you set it up wholly you within your territory, more than 12 inches away from enemy territory, and more than one inch from any other terrain features. Bobbity, blobbity. And then what it does is it uh, has an expanding aura that grows every turn, and it gives you. What was it again? It's like.
0: Uh, six inches out, uh, fully within, I believe. They don't have to make. Um their checks yeah that's that was the big one Is it makes you
1: immune to battle shock yeah
0: no battle shock checks and that grows out every turn
1: so then and then it also subtract one from save rolls for attacks to target units within six inches of this train feature doesn't affect beast of chaos so your enemy gets their armor gets worse from the entropic lodestone and then uh, beast of chaos units wholly within six inches of this train feature do not take battle shock tests at the start of each battle round after the first add six inches to the range so one of the big problems with horde armies in Age of Sigmar is, is uh, leadership ruins you. Here you go. This helps. I mean six, wholly within six inches is not a lot of space on the first turn. But you know by turn three four it's covering the majority of the table.
0: Yeah, but a couple of those battle, uh, a couple of the battle uh, plans, those areas are shrunk so you can actually get it farther out of the table nice. rather than just twelve inches from the middle. It could actually be a little farther in, and that six inches starts paying off if you can actually center it as best as possible.
1: Yeah. I mean, by by turn three, you have an 18-inch radius plus the diameter of the terrain piece itself. You're talking about like a 40-inch circumference circle. That's enormous. That's like ridiculous coverage of the table.
0: Well, and they include the wording for setting the piece. If you have one and your opponent has one, you roll off for who places first. Right. It's, it's just nice that they included it. I know they've kind of answered that question before. What if both of us have something, but they actually included in the wording for, for in the piece. It's nice. like,
1: yeah. 100%. So then uh, you have some command traits and you got one for Bray Herds, War Herds and Thunderscorn, which is a pattern you're going to see reflected throughout this. Um, they, they range from r- really good to like not ever going to be taken, which is.
0: It's the normal. That's
1: uh, just the way it is. It's hard to come up with 18 different command traits that are all compelling, uh, but none of them are none of them are terrible. They're just comparatively less appealing. Um for the Bray Herds, the one that I think is the most appealing. Uh BCO cunning, up to half rounding down of your units can come in on turn two instead of turn one from ambush. That's super duper good. Yeah. Uh now one of the uh great phrase gives you that automatically, but all of the great Phrase have set command traits. The first relic is set and your command ability is set. So
0: just like the Stormcast ones they came out with, you, you have to take the first magic item is in the list. You have to take the command trait. And they, they in the same way, there's something that's really good you can't get any other way, but then you have to be saddled with the rest of it, which I think is a, the best way to kind of rise. You don't want one to be a clear winner if you can avoid it. Although we all know it's it's hard to avoid that, to have a thing not be what everybody wants.
1: Yeah, and it, it, it pops up. But the thing is, that's what you can do as you go through the game is you can adjust stuff like that. But um, that one, what jumped out at me, is really good. If you kind of just like kind of winging it and doing your own thing. Um, Bistro Cunning is extremely good. But uh, the other one that jumped out at me personally was Shadow Pelt.
0: Yeah, that's the one I was going to.
1: It's super strong. So you're minus one to be hit for attacks more than three inches away, basically out of melee, which is going to be any shooting attack or any spell that rolls to hit, which I don't think many do. So
0: you can put that on your general, put him near another unit so he's already hard to hit. Then he's got one more. Yeah. So now you're now you're dealing with two hits to their two minuses of their ability to get hit.
1: Yeah, you'd be minus two to be hit, which is a great way to keep your general alive. Like say it's um, a Bray, a bra or a Bray shaman who doesn't want to be in melee anyway. This is a really good way to keep your your general alive. Uh, I, I that jumped out at me right away as very useful. Yeah. Um He can just stand
0: near the stone, have guys around him, and just exactly. A minus he could be the him. one
1: that's sacrificing people, and then their, their spells are really good. So. I thought that was really great. Um, And the rest of them, nothing else really jumped out at me as as super exciting. Um, Out of these, you know, you can have one wound. That's okay. Yeah. Reroll wound rolls of one for your general. Yeah, that's okay. It's not worth taking as your command trait, in my opinion.
0: No, not with some of the other pieces that are here.
1: Uh, The Warherd uh, Alpha Beast traits, uh, the one that again jumped out at me as like amazing was the reroll charge. Yeah. Aura, that's yeah, super
0: strong. You Even your big guys who hit hard can re-roll their chest. Yeah, in? that sounds sounds like a winner. Yeah, and they
1: already get plus one to their charge, and if they're within twelve inches, they get to re-roll failed charges. Um really strong. The other one I liked was uh units within twelve inches, when they do their blood gorge, they automatically heal three wounds.
0: I liked Ragged hide because I always throw that on my um Iron Jaws guy. And you take that rend down by one.
1: Oh, that's extremely good. For a a That's always
0: your big problem when your big, beefy guys are going to come in and reduce that armor save. And a lot of things here have a picked up armor save than what you'd expect. Yeah. Fives, fours, on a lot of units. So, getting your guy to not be rendered by one is pretty good.
1: Yeah, that's super strong. Defense is usually better than offense, right? Like, in 40k and Age of Sigmar, generally speaking, anything that has a buff effect on lots of units is the best. Next is usually increased defense. Last is usually increased offense.
0: And your um, Doombull hits hard enough already. Yeah. He doesn't He doesn't necessarily need more, but what he needs to do is survive long enough to keep doing it.
1: Exactly. Because if you get one more turn out of him, that's better than one extra attack. Because um, you, you, you net more offense and better defense, yeah, That's obviously. why it's always on
0: the Maw Crusher. Because yeah. of that minus one, it just like, keeps him around just a little bit longer. Exactly. the damage a little bit longer.
1: Another one worth mentioning is the Gouge Tusks. It's at the end of a fight on a 2 through 5 dual mortal wound on a 62 d3 mortal wounds. Again, probably not going to be taken, but I think it's kind of cool. He's like stabbing people with his horns. Um, yeah. Not bad. No, it's going to be one of the less often taken. I think Rugged Hide, the the reroll charge is stupid good. Because uh, in AOS, you don't have a lot of ways to modify dice rolls. So it's like, that's really valuable. Rerolling. Yeah. Uh, and then we got Thunder Scorn, of uh, Beast traits. Uh, these are, these are okay. Um, the, the one that I think is the the probably the standout, Ancient Beyond Knowing at the start of the first battle round, you get D3 additional command points.
0: Uh, yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah, cause we were just talking about that before we got here. How do you make, get command points? And it's just, if you're lucky, you can field a battalion that works out, so you get one for that. You have to drop 50 points to get another one. You can just start with D3 as your trait. That's, that's not bad.
1: Yeah, an average of two extra command points, and again, to activate command abilities, you need a command point. You can also, I think, reroll a failed charge roll. You can make a unit fearless.
0: If you uh, run, you can just make it a six.
1: Yep, so they're really useful. And unlike in 40K where you can get a lot of command points, in, uh, um, in Age of Sigmar, it's a very scarce resource. You do not get very many of them.
0: And that would give you a great reason to mix. You throw in your score in general, get a couple of drag, uh, Dragon Ogres with them, but then you have that big unit that has the banners that will run in charge. Yeah i got a point to spend on that. Go ahead and move six for that run.
1: It's it's pretty <laughs> solid because you're going to get an average of two extra CP. Uh, and then the Dragon Ogre Shagoth is really good. The other one is plus one you your save. Very good. Um, uh, always fight first. Definitely not bad. Uh, can't retreat. That one's very strong.
0: Yeah, I liked that one. Just There's so many armies that have a unit that can run out and then go somewhere else. And they always get picked. Now they, they took away the order one, the skinks. It's no longer universal battle line. It's only within your, uh, I want to say Lizardman. But Seraphon. Seraphon. And, and I always still want to say Lizardman, even though I constantly see people playing in the Seraphon. I just... so what happens when you get old. So yeah. You get re- things ingrained in your head It's hard to throw away.
1: Yeah, it's just uh, It happens to all of us. Uh, and then the other one that's really good is you can reroll the die to see how far your guys move before the game in the hero phase. Obviously, if you're taking a lot of Thunder unit, that's going to be an amazing yep. trait. Uh, for artifacts and power, um, again, they, they run the gamut. There's going to be some that are very good, some that are okay. Uh, Spoils of the Brayherds, which one was the one that you enjoyed the most? Well, if you're
0: going to put the shadow one on, I immediately went to the Trogoth Hide, which are healing one. So not only are you hard to hit, but anytime they get it through every round, every hero phase, you get another one back.
1: The, the Phoenix Stone is my default um, relic for my free people. Yeah. Because it's the same thing. You heal a, heal a wound every turn. I usually put it on. Because he's
0: standing on that stone. He's yeah. sacrificing guys. There you go. He's got the shadow. And he's got this. So he's hard to hit. And when you do hit him, he's going to get it back.
1: It's pretty pretty good. So um, you keep
0: doing that mechanic over and over and over.
1: Uh, the, Bray Herd, the Bray Blast Trumpet's really good. Add one to hit rolls for attacks. Made by friendly Bray Heard units while they're wholly within 18 inches of the bearer. If those uh, units use the, the ambush trait. And again, it's a long charge. So it's not going to happen all the time.
0: Well, there are ways to add one or two to that here and there.
1: But if you do make it, now you're going to be hitting on uh, threes or even twos. Uh, so pretty damn good. It's not going to kick in very often because most of the time you have to come in on the first turn. And uh, it's not likely that your hero is going to be in the right position, but eh, it's possible. Um and then uh, the Knowing Eye on a four plus, you get an command, extra command point every hero phase.
0: Again. More command points. See, This is what everybody was taught, worried about, if there'd be too many command points you had against. I mean, this isn't so bad. You're talking about one, it's a four up, you gotta take your item for it.
1: And then you can get the D3. I don't know, it's not that big of a deal. Like, cause when I first saw the rules, I'm like, you only get one command point and there's all these cool things to do with them. I was like, you're, cause you're gonna be using, usually, usually using it just to activate your command ability. I was like, yeah, I would like to see more in the game so that you can do more fun stuff. Personally. I'd
0: like a little more wiggle room, but I don't want it to go out of control because if somebody's gonna drop oh I have six heroes, they so all get to do their thing. I'm like, okay, that's now you're going too far.
1: Yeah. I mean you don't want to get to the point where it is at 40k right now where it's just like way too much, but you no, know, we have an FAQ on the way and I'd be willing to bet that's one of the things on the short list to get addressed. So we'll yeah. see. Well
0: I'm always gonna get one. It'd be nice to occasionally have an extra one to to throw in.
1: I mean, I would say you would want at least like two or three on top of the one because I know for like my free people army. I'm using the, my command ability every turn because it's like critical to the way my army yeah. works.
0: Right? Well, and, that's, and that's what a lot of people say. You need to just start with one or two. You have to find a way to get those a couple extra just because. And I'm so used to riding the armies without dropping points with using a battalion that it's hard for me to fit it because your brain gets used to this is the way. The army works. I can't drop something. Yeah. I'm sure I can if I sat down and objectively had somebody go through it with me. It's like, yeah, okay, I guess that could go. I guess I could do this. But you know, once you've written it, it's hard to get it in your head. Okay, no, I can lose this so I can get the extra points. Probably should, right? Yeah. Anyway,
1: I think so. I mean, a- you, you need because like the thing is like especially for an army like this, we have potentially have really big units. You need the ability to ignore battle shock on yeah. a critical moment. Um, you know, if you fail a key charge, you really need to be able to re-roll that. Like, I would want to put two or three in my pocket always.
0: Well, you'd want to run out that group of Ungores or Gores that are actually contesting every objective in the center, and when they hit them hard, you say, "Nope, they're going to stay." Yeah, exactly. But they're still going to be
1: there. And it's it, without the ability to do that, you're really you're, you're playing with a half a deck of cards, in my opinion.
0: You're throwing models at them for them to kill in the first place. Yeah,
1: yeah. it's not even a viable tactic. Otherwise, um, looking at the spoils of the war herds, which obviously again Bolgors and, and well, really just Doom bowls. uh the Barrack can attempt to combine a spell like a wizard with a glyphetch Talisman, always useful. The Hearthstone Shard, uh, when Bulgor units wholly within six inches of the bear use Blood Greed, it activates on an unmodified, unmodified roll of five or six. That gives them, uh, they do extra damage in combat um, with that. So that's very good. Um, Champions Doom Cloak add two to the charge rolls, obviously. Oh. <laughs> really? Getting yeah. get really me in combat good. faster? Okay. Let's like do it. that. Um, now, if, with this, you could use this with the uh, Dark Striders to have your doom bowl come in from reserve. Serves. Now it's only a seven inch charge. That's very doable, right? You yeah, have a and 55% chance. Yeah,
0: the the great phrase, they have three of them, and they all have their special rules. That's theirs, the uh, dark spawn, dark.
1: I can't, I thought they were called the dark walkers. Dark walkers. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, um, they,
0: they can give everybody the Bray herd effect, which means they all can come on the edge of the board at six inches and then charge in. So yeah, given him
1: the dude, the champion's doom book. I mean, that's like, in the, in the doom bowl is one of the hardest hitting characters in the game. Um, that's that's a combo, I think, has some definite viability. Uh, assuming that your opponent has a unit with a nine. Uh,
0: yeah, you field one one of the battalions and you give them,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, give your extra one to that. So the doom bowl, you want to just run in an eye. Yep. Because he's going to draw fire. You have, you have to put him down.
1: He's going to hit like a truck when he comes in, though. And then you have that extra CP to re-roll it if you need to. Because um, you can use a CP to re-roll a charge, correct? That is one of the yes. uses of it, if I remember correctly. Very, so really, really, I used them really so really early cool. to do that. Yeah. I, to I love it. Uh, the and Armor of Chaos, four up to ignore mortal wounds. Amazing. Um, gilded uh, gilded Horns, uh, if you make a charge move, you can do a mortal wound. Probably not going to be chosen very often. And then the the, bla- the Cleaver of the Brass Bowl. Uh, increase your ring characteristic by, by one, one and an unmodified uh, hit roll of a six. Add one to the damage. It's very good. Yeah. Still not going to be chosen very much, but it's not bad
0: at all. You get extras. I mean, if you're fielding a couple of Doom Bowls, there's some choices.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then, of course, Thunderscorn, which this is only going to be the Shagoth. The Shagoth. Uh, the Azurite Blade. Um, improve the weapon's ring characteristic by two. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> What is this rend anyway? It's like two or three,
0: isn't it? Uh, I would hope it's not two or three because it'll be four or five when he's done. It's got to be one, right? Rend one. One, one. And so that'll be rend three.
1: Still, that's very good. It's a three damage weapon.
0: Three attacks, three and three. Reach two. It'd be 3 it It'd be threes three across. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's pretty good. Not. Not bad. Four up? Okay, that's fine. Let's yeah. go through that. Wow. Um, you can reroll failed hit rolls uh, for attacks made by the bear. Extremely good. Thunderstrike, Lodestone. Once you battle, if the bear is on the battlefield, call down a Bolt of Lightning. If you do, heal D3 wounds to the bear and everybody around you on a 2 plus takes a mortal wound. Pretty good. Uh, Horn of the Tempest. Friendly Thunder scoring units within 18 inches of the bear. At the start of your charge phase, can uh, make a charge move in that phase, even if they ran in the same turn. That's obviously extremely good. Particularly if you're taking a bunch of Dragon yeah. ogres. Uh Tanglehorn familiars. This one was, um, I think this is one of the mo- is, is extraordinarily powerful in the right circumstances. You basically have a little familiar, and you just you just pick an enemy caster, and they can't cast for one for one uh, until your next hero phase. So potentially two turns for them, uh, but you have to be within 12 inches. It's like if you get in the right position to something like croak, or yeah. or a uh, 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 a fate weaver I don't know somebody like some super magic guy you can be like boop
0: yep I cast two spells and I'm on this somebody cast three no you're not
1: yeah sorry bro <laughs> they're gonna be like what and if they get the double turn on you um... oh no just that hero phase yeah okay. it's not a double turn and then lastly the ruinous icon each time the bear is affected by a spell on a four plus you ignore the spell not
0: bad not bad Oof, And lore is
1: Yeah, so your spells, we'll just do the Dragon Ogre Shagoth first because it's short. I think they're really, really good. So these are the extra spells you get to choose from. Thunder Wave on a 7. Each enemy unit within 3 inches takes D3 Mortal Wounds. So if you, because the Dragon Ogre Shagoth is a tough dude, if you get him right in there into the middle of the opponent's army, you can just do some serious damage. Uh, Hailstorm, this was my favorite. This is crazy strong. Uh, picky, uh, it's a casting value 6 pick an enemy unit within 21 inches of the caster that is visible until your next hero phase have the move characteristic of and run and charge rolls for that unit that's crazy that is so so good that means if they're 7 inches away from you they, it's impossible to charge you because yep. <laughs> this, this is like the thunderfire stratagem in 40k for space marines, which is insanely strong um, it's the exact same thing I cannot tell you, it, like, it may not sound impressive, but when you're playing the game, especially if you're playing against the melee army, it is devastating. Crazy strong.
0: And if you can't tell from my eyes, it's back and forth. I don't think I read the spells. Dude. I got notes on everything else. I, dude, I read, I read this, and I was like,
1: <laughs> this is reason, that spell is reason to put a dragon over shag off in your army. By itself. By itself. Because the 21-inch range is massive. Like, so if somebody, like, has a big union of blood letters or something, you're just like, boop, those guys are not going to participate this turn. Maybe Which, even two turns.
0: Uh, just one turn's all you need for some armies. Nope, not this time.
1: Yeah, you shall not pass. He does a Gandalf on him. Uh, and then Sundering Blades, casting value seven. Pick a friendly unit, wholly within 18 inch, inches of the caster that is visible until your next hero phase. Improve the Rin Karashek of that unit's weapons by one. Amazing.
0: Amazing. Take a huge sure. unit of Gores. A, a Gores, Dragon Ogres, themselves. Best of Gores. Best of Gores.
1: They go to Rin two with two attacks each, three on the charge. And then there's another spell where you can give them another... They could go up to four attacks each from the unit of Vestigors with Rin 2. They'll kill anything they touch. It's insane. <laughs> uh, and then the the um, Bray Shaman. Vile Tide, casting value 6. Uh, picking a mini unit within 12 inches of the castle that is visible. D3 mortal wounds if they're within 6 inches, D6 mortal wounds. Very good. Yeah. And then uh, these guys are fast too. Don't don't forget that. Yeah. Um, vicious Strangle Thorns, seven. Pick a terrain feature um, that is visible, blah, blah, blah. Each enemy unit within three inches of the terrain feature does D3 models. These spells are very hit or miss. Holy
0: within 24, okay. Eh. Well, no, I, I'm. Mr. Toot Toots for my Stormcast, they changed it to 18 inches, so they gave me a little more range, but it's also holy within. I found it really hard to use effectively. Yeah. Because by the time I'm there with some of the pieces on tables and Mr. tournaments, Mr.
1: Toot Toots I'm already what they gonna call get it? hit with it myself. That's what I call them. Yes. Oh, that's great. The, uh, the Heraldor or whatever. Heraldor. Yeah. Oh, that yeah, they, these spells are anything that has to do with terrain pieces is very hit or mess. They're good when they they're good when they're good, but they're just
0: Yeah. But this it, it, the Holy Within 24. It's, it's longer range, but it's a little harder because, like I said, it, a couple of these tables I've been playing on, the, the pieces are like this big. And yeah. By the time you're within that range, your guys are around it too.
1: Fair enough. Yeah, I can totally see that. Uh, Savage Dominion has a casting value of 5. Pick an enemy monster. This one's really cool. It, again, it's going to be very situational, but when it works, it's really good. Uh, pick an enemy monster within 18 inches of the caster, Invisible. Roll a 2d6. If the roll is equal to it or greater than the model's bravery, it immediately moves three inches towards the closest model. You can then pick a unit within one inch of the monster and roll a number of dice equal to the monster's wounds characteristic. It does more wounds. <laughs> Long story short, you can make your opponent's monsters attack their own units. Possibly. There's several failure points, but when it works, it's only casting value five. It's pretty good.
0: 18 inches, they move 2d6. Yeah. yeah.
1: Especially if they have a wounds characteristic of like 16.
0: That's very flavorful. It's really kind of, you'd yeah. expect that to happen. We've got this big monster we've tamed. We're finally going to send it at you. He's not tame. Go get him.
1: Don't Because oh. <laughs> a lot of things have the monster keyword. Like, does you know, the Star Drake does, doesn't it? Yep. Yeah, so I mean, you can make your opponent's Star Drake kill a unit of, of Liberators or whatever the heck they have. Um, so it's not likely to go off because there's multiple failure points and they have to be right next to the unit and blah, blah, blah. blah. But when it does, it's pretty good. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, a lot of generals, they're on a monster. Yeah. And I don't see monsters without the hero keyword, so it's any monster. So your general will be on top of the monster, runs over and does something. It, just, I, I it will make keep, him
1: keep him away from his own units.
0: Yeah. Well, I need to keep my mock Crusher close because that bubble, and it's a 15-inch bubble, but I need that bubble for my wah yep. to work, so he's not going to be that far away. Every time you use it, you're going to end up killing some boy somewhere. Yeah.
1: So it's, it's a... Situational, very cool, very characterful. Could can be very powerful when it does trigger. Tendrils of Atrophy, casting value of 6. Uh, pick a mini unit within 12 inches that is visible. Until your next hero phase, subtract 1 from save rolls for attacks that hit that unit. Extremely good. That's mega powerful. Um, you know, if your enemy has a big hammer unit, uh, you know, a giant unit of um, paladins or something like that, lower their, ran- their armor by 1. And then if you got your Herdstone, now they're lowering armor by two.
0: Yeah. Next one will be Wild Rampage. And that one, very flavorful as well. You get to reroll your wounds, but you're minus one from your saves.
1: Yeah. They have a lot of they stuff. Throw they throw themselves right, like right into
0: you yeah. based on the spell. And it's within, so you can just have a small part near it. And most of the ones, spells that are like that, don't say Holy Within because you're going to send them out. Yeah. So,
1: so like if this would be great for a big unit of Ungors that have a six up save anyway, so who cares? Yeah. And then uh, they get reroll wound rolls, which is like a giant force multiplier for them. So you could just send a big unit in and just smash them. Well,
0: your best they got they have a four up and their shield lets them reroll something in combat. And maybe ones as a save in combat, they do something. Um, no, 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 reroll saves, isn't all of them?
1: No, best give So
0: minus one to that is like eh
1: scores don't have a shield, but Gores no, do. No, no, that's right.
0: Gores have the shield. That's right. Yeah. Gores get their benefits. So there they go from
1: five. They go from a four to a five. Four to a five. And whatever. But, but reroll wounds is so good. Yeah.
0: You just make sure they go first before and, they get hit.
1: And then try and stack another ability on them. That gives them an extra attack or something like that. So they just, they go crazy. Uh, lastly, Titanic Fury, casting value of seven. Pick a friendly beast of chaos monster within 12 inches of the caster that is visible. Plus one attack uh, to all of its weapons. Pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Put that on a, you know, dragon ogre or a, bull, a doom bowl or something.
0: All right. So one of the great phrases, all heard. And all heard, um, you get a, uh, I have no time, Uh Booming roar, you get an extra primal point. That's kind of their big up.
1: But you, it takes a command point to do it. So, like, it's a command ability, so you have to use a command yeah. point to trigger it. And then you get an extra primordial yeah. call point. Yeah, it is. I don't really think that's worth it to be... To be honest, like unless you're swimming in CP, it's just kind of like I'd reroll, rather just sacrifice dudes. Rerolling charges. Um,
0: right. So I got here.
1: So you have so you get minus one battle shock to your units if you made a charge, yeah, and you can to the fight. Um, you can reroll charge rolls made for friendly all herd units wholly within eighteen inches in of the general, general if he is within if he's in combat. Yep. There's too many conditions conditionals <laughs> there, so it's
0: like well, you have him lead from the front charge, get everybody in.
1: It, yeah, if he goes first, makes the charge, you're within. You would have to obviously still be within 18 inches. Um, so I mean, it's maybe not as hard to get off as I had originally thought, but it's still like, in order to do it from like ambush, he has to make his charge first, and you can't give him. I guess you could make it the. Any group. Could you make it the doom bowl and give him? No, you can't. Why not? I guess you could give him the plus two charge with the Doom Bowl and still do that. Because that gives you your best odds of actually making it all come together.
0: Yeah, and then you get the Blade of Desecration you have to add in. And if the unit is 10 or more, you get plus one to your rend. If it's 20 or more, you get plus two to your rend to a maximum of minus three rend.
1: It's like, that's super cool, but a lot of times those big units only have armor... Right. Six or five. So it's kind of like... Even
0: more useful was like one extra wound if it's a 10. Two right, extra... Damage. Just to show he's cleaving through... Oh, yeah, damn. Yeah. Sorry. Cleaving through those guys. That that, that would be a, an effect. Yeah. That would be very thematic to what I see them doing. Just see them running and swinging the thing. Guys flying everywhere.
1: So it's... Yeah, I mean, it's pretty good. Like, the booming roar thing, like, I could see, like, at the start of your hero phase, so you don't even know if you need it or not. But, like like, if you're, like... I don't know. Let's say you're you have eight Call of the Wild points, you get the extra one, and then you're like, God, I really need to get to ten to get in a Gorgon. Well, then then it's awesome, and you spend that CP. But I mean, if you built a, a list around summoning uh, the Warping Forge, how you doing? Good, to, good to see you. Um, if you built a list around trying to summon stuff, I could see it maybe being worthwhile, and you don't need that CP. Yeah. But I don't think it's like to me. I'd rather keep my CP for other stuff. But you never know.
0: Dark Walkers. I stopped reading at. You can give everybody the brain hurt ability. It's
1: really good. Everything <laughs> else is okay. But um, so yeah, the Dark Walkers, the other chapter of Beastmen, so to speak. Um, Warlord Thunderscorn. They can outflank, which is amazing. Yeah. It's super good. Uh, the first, your hero is called the Desolate Shard. It's okay. Once per battle at the start of your hero phase, the bearer can use the Desolate Shard if they're within three inches of a terrain feature. And then you do mortal moves to people. Eh. Eh.
0: It's pretty bad actually. It's not it's not awful, but it's I mean, you get the thing where everything comes in, your your war herd, your thunder, I mean whatever it is, just comes on.
1: Cause you can just throw because you still have to have half your units on the table. You just throw some chaff out there. Throw like ungors for sixty points a unit, big deal. And then the, the basically the best stuff in your army all comes in um, later in the game. And then also up to half of your reserves can come in on turn two. So it's really strong. Yeah. yeah, That part is really, really good. Um, I, said, I
0: stopped reading after that. My notes just stopped there. I'm like, it doesn't matter what the rest of it does. This yeah. is why you're taking it. This
1: was initially the one that jumped out at me the most, but their other abilities are mediocre to bad. Yeah. Um, the command trait's actually good. Add one to, to run rolls within 12 inches because most of these units can uh, run and still charge. And then most of them already get plus one to their run roll. So you can go yeah. like a run plus two and then charge. It's, it's pretty good. Yep. Uh, once the game develops. And
0: it's holy within, so they're going to have to hug him.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> 12 inches is not a big bubble. Lastly, the command ability, it's actually really good. You can take a unit, pull it off the table, it comes back on um, outflanking at the uh, end of your next movement phase. is very good. Um,
0: yeah, that's the, that was the whole thing. Just the, the flank mechanic alone was like, okay, that, there you go. That's why you uh, take this.
1: This one jumped out at me immediately as the best one. Yeah. Because of the movement and the, the being able to keep things off of uh, – keep them off the table and all that good stuff.
0: Well, I like this one until it's like command ability. Oh, I have to pay for that. Yeah. Because mm.
1: mm. this one, see, spinning one command point to make a unit come off the table and then go back on the next turn, jump jump back on the table, that is worth the CP. Yeah. Because that can win you the game. Like, oh, I need to get into your deployment zone or I need to threaten that objective. You're like,
0: yeah, all the objectives, the universal rule for objective is you hold them until somebody else goes there. So you can hold it and leave. And sometimes you're going to those latter turns. You have to. Because yeah. you got to go achieve something else. Well, that's the threat that stops you from moving those 10 guys you needed to go do something else because you can just pick them up, drop them over here.
1: Yeah. And then, uh, or you could just go have them cap an objective and then bounce out, and you just keep racking up points. Right? They just start the game over there, and then you're like, okay, thanks. <laughs> Good job, boys. Now go do something else. And then if you're like, oh, my opponent's going to go threaten mine, all right, send another unit over there. Uh, and then Gravespawn is the third flavor of uh, Beastman. Yeah, they're,
0: I, they're the ones that embrace the change the most. And the picture, of course, the guy's face is all bad. warped and the horns are
1: twisted. He needs to go to a dentist. Yeah. His, his teeth are looking pretty rough. <laughs> initially, this one seemed very weak to me, but then we were discussing it more, yeah, and I actually think it's it. really good.
0: Yeah, the, you found the the attacks, bonus attacks for your spawn being near things. It's a big spawn one. Oh, at that! everybody's talking now.
1: Yeah, uh, um, so the, the command ability so, so basically the the, the army wide ability when a hero dies on a two plus they turn into a chaos spawn right and then if you have a chaos spawn which you can also just buy in your army you don't have to have your heroes die if they're near a unit you can spin one CEP to give everybody in that unit an extra attack. That yeah is gnarly. That is super good. <laughs> so now your opponent, of course, if they have a brain in their head is gonna try and kill all your spawn first. But fair
0: enough. That takes the bullets, then. Yeah. I mean, the whole mechanic behind a space brain army I had was when dreadnoughts were good is he runs straight towards you. You got to deal with him first. Yeah. Now everybody else is going to do their thing, and he'll last a round or two. And now I got a freebie out of it.
1: One so night, same thing. You spawn. One night stands. That's a good joke. I'm not going to read it, but uh, that was pretty funny. <laughs> uh. Yes, I totally agree with you. Uh, you win either way, right? Yeah. If they spend
0: their shoots, their shooting attacks, their charges getting those spawn out of the way so you can't do it, then the units you're gonna do it to are intact.
1: And then when your heroes die, they on a you have an 83% chance of turning into another unit. The spawn are pretty decent. They hit yep. hard. Um, so it's like you're getting you know free stuff. It, I, I thought this was the weakest one, but as I was reading it and thinking about it more and we were talking about it more, I actually think it's really good.
0: Yeah, just, just playing it right, getting those spawn in the right place. And you know you even throw some forward for your opponent. To go, well, I, you could leave him here, but my guys are gonna be around you and now they're gonna get an extra attack because of this guy. Yep. Or you can do something about it. Uh,
1: then the automatic command trait is being able to dispel a spell. Again, you're not gonna spend a CP to do this very often, but when you do, it's gonna be because it's a really important spell and it could well, really- command trait, you don't have to
0: spend a command point A command trait, my bad. You so you can always do it. right? Yeah.
1: So thank you. Uh, the command ability is the, the plus one attack, which that is definitely worth the CP. That is worth the CP. Uh, and then the artifact of power is the mutating gnarl blade. This one is extremely strong. Uh, pick one of the bear's melee weapons, add two to the damage. However, each unmodified hit roll of a one, you take a mortal wound. This pairs really well with the relic. I think it was a relic that heals you, right? Yep. Tried. And right. that's on that a Bray herd. Yeah. Yeah. So you could, like, I would want to put this on a doom Bowl. For obvious reasons. Yep. Because <laughs> what, to rend 5 or something like that?
0: Well, he's a big model. What better to, to model up to look all Bleah. twisted and off? He's easier to work with because it's larger scale.
1: It's true. That's a good point. But yeah, Dune Bowl would go up to REN 4. Golly. You have a 3-up save. You don't have a save at all.
0: Uh, add 2 to the damage, so you're going...
1: Oh, it's not rend. It's damage. Yeah.
0: So you're doing 5 damage Which on Rin 2. That's better.
1: So he, pot- he smacks a unit and he kills five dudes. That's <laughs> insane. That's totally worthwhile. I don't care. I'll take the mortal wounds because he has Blood Gorge anyway. Um, he can heal himself if he kills a unit. Right? Or is that only the Doom Bulls? The Doom uh,
0: no, no, it's his uh, units. Yeah. yeah.
1: So if he kills a unit, he's, t- he's getting healed for D3 anyway. So he's it's like, unit who cares? Really, really good. Um... Yeah, so like again, Gravespawn or Gave Spawn. I thought it was Gave Spawn. Gave Spawn. I thought it was Gravespawn. Or Gav Spawn. Gav Spawn. That's weird. Anyway.
0: I don't know how British pronounce things. Yeah. It's English, but I don't recognize it. Gave Spawn, mate. Right? All right. There it is. I don't know. I'll take it as a yeah. guy.
1: I, I think that they look really good. Um, I think no, yeah. all of them I think all of them have a place. I think the Dark Walkers is going to be the most popular. Um, yeah,
0: that, out, that outflanks pretty pretty solid.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, having Bolgors and Dragon Ogres come on from uh, be, not being able to be off the truck and then coming on the table on turn one or two behind your opponent on your flank. That's not... that's nothing a lot to, to think about. Yeah. There's nothing to, to shake a stick at. Uh, for your war scroll battalions, there's some there's some really good ones. The first one is the Marauding Bray Herd. This is obviously just aimed at uh, Bray Herds. That's the only thing that can be in it. Um, you can basically take any Bray Herd units. We won't necessarily go through each one but you add one to charge rolls for friendly gray units to come on from outflank.
0: Yeah, and and I all of them, as I ran the numbers, you can field them all. They suck up a decent number of points, but you can make one drops out of a good number of all of these.
1: And, and what uh, Scott's referring to is making the army, because with the battalion, you put them all down at the same, the same time, if you want to.
0: And it was interesting, because that seemed to be what they were moving away from. And then this book, we're as I was reading, it. each one is possible to do with, each one. And it's not that hard to get a two drop army fielding a few of these some are small so you can actually manage two groups others like specifically that one you mentioned if you've got a lot of guys you got to put out it's probably the only group you're putting out but you can do a two drop by adding a monster
1: and it, I, I think this is really cool because like for example if you made these the dark walkers um, they you could put most of them off the table and uh, half of them come in on turn one half of them can come in on turn two uh, you don't have to make them dark walkers just an example and then you can do some of the other combos in there to, to get these guys into position. And an 8-inch charge from reserves as opposed to a 9-inch charge is a dramatic increase in the odds and of the making odds, it yeah. happen. Um, so that's pretty cool.
0: 8-inch for the reroll. Yeah, you, you know get, point.
1: get an extra command point and you get an extra artifact of power. Um, it's pretty good. The, the one I liked the most <laughs> was the Hungering war Warherd because... That's all
0: the big guys. Yeah. Doom Bull and your Bull and some monsters. Sigors yep. and... Uh, uh, or gorgons. gorgons,
1: and uh, you get a, an extra three inches to your pylon, which is massive. That's a huge deal. Uh, it, that means you, you have get a six more inch guys pack. in,
0: but it, that that contact too in the closest model make it a little hard. But if one guy comes into contact, you know the rest of them are gonna make it because you got six inches to play with, not three.
1: Yeah, so it's it's a really really useful ability. Um, you can tag other units, all kinds of fun stuff. Um, it at its minimum with a gorgon though it's nine hundred and fifty points, so it's literally half your army. Uh, but it's all one drop. Again, extra CP, extra uh, relic. It's pretty good. Yep. I think it's pretty solid. Um, the Thunderscorn Storm Herd. It's pretty neat. It's a Shagoth and Dragon Ogres. Yeah. Um, in your hero phase, um, you can roll a dice for each unit from this battalion. On a four up, you heal a wound. And then every enemy unit within one inch of your units on a four up takes a mortal wound. It's okay. Yeah,
0: and the Desolation Beast Herd. That's one that definitely could be your whole army. You either put down a Beast Lord or a Doom Bull as your general. You're allowed up to three shaman. You have you can field bestigors or doom Bulls. That's a combination of one through three, a combination of your Ungors, your Great, and Gors. So you can actually field your entire battle line just using what's there as one, one, one. Because it's like field one, field one, field one, field one, field two. So you'll have to have two Ungors or two Ungor Raiders, any combination thereof. And then you can put out a sigor or a Gorgon again. That, that is your whole army, one drop, all ready to go. What do they do
1: and they give you like basically access to everything except the dragon ogres yeah um then an unmodified hit roll for an attack made by a unit in this battalion wholly within your opponent's um, territory gets two hits instead of one so the way it works in uh age of sigmar for those you don't know usually half of the table is your opponent's territory so it's actually yeah. a lot more room than you think it would be
0: yeah there's only a few of them where that's a one of them is like a squiggly mark It bounces back and forth. That that would be a smaller one. Um, Two places of power is the little box on either side. And I think those are the only ones where it's limited. There might be another one, but...
1: This is a pretty solid... Like If you were going to make a one-drop battalion as your army, this is a good choice to do it. Because it gives you a lot of variety. The the ability when it kicks in is very good. Uh, You get the extra, obviously, command point. You get the extra... um, uh, um, Magic item, pretty pretty good. Uh, and Michelangelo, yeah, a six-inch pylon is no joke. No, it's, it's good. super super good. Uh, and yeah, I've been wanting to collect them for a long time too. I can. Uh,
0: and that would include if they charged the one group. The gore has wiped out the unit. The both of them charge. They can move six more inches forward to find something else
1: to smash.
0: They get to do that movement on the round they charge.
1: The warping forge, yeah. The the look of the beastman is the thing that I like the most. It's really good. Oh, yeah. Uh, so then we got the brass to spoilers this is the corn themed battalion i actually think it's really good obviously as just a one drop you could you have to make your whole army this. no question of course obviously no wizards as corn would want oh yeah <laughs> but you get you get a mix of like Doom bowls um, um dragon ogres you, you could take pretty much all the the melee units in it uh but then you get reroll ones for attacks made from this unit um you can reroll ones in the fight phase no, any attacks. If they're wholly within nine inches of another unit. And then once per battle, you can make everyone in the battalion re-roll failed wound rolls. That's extremely good. As long as they're within nine inches of another unit. Well,
0: and you're going to be. Yeah. That's that's an easy one to pull off.
1: That's really strong. Really strong. Reroll all re-roll, re-roll hit rolls of one across the board is great.
0: It re-rolls, yeah. Any you do or your tree rolls is big.
1: So obviously that one's very strong. Uh, The Zinch flavor, um, it gives you like Zangers and basically you can imagine all the units that you get. Lots of wizards. Um, Units from this battalion that do not have the wizard keyword uh, can attempt to unbind a spell in the enemy hero phase in the same manner as a wizard if they are within within nine inches of the caster.
0: Which is still great. you are going to send them up there. Your whole army can
1: unbind. Like every unit in your army can unbind. That's crazy. Yep. So you're just like super countering magic armies. Uh, and then you uh, get this each keyword. Pestilent Throng. This one, at first, kind of threw me for a lube. This is the Nurgle one. But it's when one of your units dies for every enemy unit within seven inches on a two-plus to take a mortal wound.
0: Yeah, and you have enough. It's like you have to field three of this group, zero of this group, and the group's basically your core guys. But it's up to, like, seven to fit it in there. So you can just do a lot of small units, send them out there, let them die, and cause that to happen over and over yeah. again.
1: Yeah, you can MSU your opponent. And then, of course, you're still bringing guys in with your Call of the Wild. And every time your unit dies, you're going to be doing a lot of wounds to your opponent. So you could really do a War of Attrition with this army, which totally fits Nurgle's theme. Um, I think it's actually pretty cool. And I think this would kind of yeah. tie in well with the the Gabe Spawn.
0: Well, um, and it's opposite of uh, what Nurgle normally is. Is just resilient. In this case, I'm going to throw you out there, literally have you die and just spread the disease on them. Yeah. Go, go. go. It's,
1: it's entropy. <laughs> and then the Slanesh one, which I think is like, eh. It's kind of the least obviously powerful, in my opinion. And you can reroll failed charge rolls made for units from this battalion that are within 12 inches of an enemy hero with an artifact. In addition, you can reroll hit rolls for attacks made with melee weapons against a hero with an artifact. So it's really specific. It's not going to come up that often unless, of course, the hero on your opponent's side with the artifact of power is like a big melee dude who's coming right at you, in which case it's freaking awesome. But it's not going to. come. This one is the most situational.
0: Yeah. But it, and their list of what they can feel is pretty similar, in each group.
1: Yeah, and it's it's very thematic. Um, I I love that they included that, though. I think yeah, it's really. Yeah, all cool. the
0: scrolls are online right now, so you can actually go and look at each one. Mm-hmm. The special rules and the little things those aren't online. Um, some changes I noticed in these because I don't know if we want to go through a whole pile.
1: No, we don't no. need to.
0: They haven't changed. Um, well, your zangors have changed. I don't know. I, I know they have, didn't come out with somewhere else, but I saw it in here. They get plus one attack for having nine, not multiples of nine. So they all no longer get plus three attacks for a thirty-man unit. It's plus one once you're above nine, and that's it.
1: So is that going to override the other ones?
0: Thank God. They changed. The, I went through and looked the, the ones online change, which is not necessarily this is the way they want it to be. They don't always keep that up. They'll change everything universally and then go back and fix it later. But that's what it says now.
1: Well, that's I think that's great. Um, yeah. Bestagors get plus one attack when they charge. That's amazing. Yep. Again, with the Gave spawn, you can get them plus two attacks, which is ridiculous because they have two attacks, hitting on a four, wounding on a three, rend one. They're excellent. Um, the Doom Bowl. I, I don't think anything's changed for him. Although he does, um, you, his uh, command ability lets you get plus one to wound for a war herd unit. That's amazing. Saigor um, Gorgon. I think their stats have changed a little bit. Um, they both still hit really hard. I think the Gorgon is still the better choice. Although the Saegor, when he does uh, unbind an enemy spell, they they take a mortal wound and he gains a wound back. It's amazing. Um, Syntagoras look like they're going to be really good now. Um, they're going to be great for tying up enemy shooting units. Very quick. Uh, they have a decent defense and melee. They go to a four-up save. Uh, I think they're pretty good.
0: Yeah. and Sorry, go through the rest of my... Life. I was going to go through the... the change some pieces here for just how units are put together. Yeah, go for it. Oh, okay. Um, and all of them list like the wool gores here. One out of every three can be a drummer. One out of every three can be a banner bearer. One out of every five for some groups, one out of every 10. So they've actually given you a number of musicians and banners. You can actually have per unit. And I can only see that pushing forward into other battle tomes as they make them. Cause right now it says you can have it, but it doesn't say how many. So you can literally have every guy, Either blowing a horn or carrying a banner, yeah. Rather than carrying a weapon, and here they actually limit the number, and it's more than just one per unit. It's one per five, one per ten, one per three, depending on the size of the unit.
1: And the benefits are really good. For those you don't know, generally speaking, the beastmen um, they get plus one uh, advance and charge or run and charge, and um, the banner bearer is can move an extra inch when they uh, runs or piles in. Oh no, and then the horn lets you advance and charge. Yep. It's really strong.
0: Yeah, the horn's the charge, the banner's the extra pile in and move and run.
1: You want it all the time. It's just so good.
0: So that would give that the the a seven inch pilot if they had the Um, bulls have that on theirs?
1: No, the bulgores don't. They get better it's better. They get plus one to their charge.
0: Oh, okay, so the drummer's plus one to charge, the banner's add one to break, okay.
1: It adds one of your bravery for every enemy unit within 12 inches. It's like, yeah, I mean, you might as well take okay. it because there's no reason not. It does no... So it's like 7-inch no, piling. <laughs> there's, there's no, like, downside to taking the banner. You might as well take yeah. one. But um, the, the Bulgors are just ridiculous. They have... I, I like the Great Axes personally. Two attacks, hit on four, wound on three, rend two, three damage. It's like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they hit so hard. Uh, and you can give them a shield and a sword, too, if you want to increase their defense or give them two swords to reroll once to hit. That's okay. okay. The Dragon Ogres, I think, have a really uh, unique role. They have uh, eight-inch moves. They're pretty quick. Um, and they the the loadout I, I like personally for them is to go with six attacks per guy. Hitting on threes, wounding on threes, and rerolling once to hit if they're near a Shagoth. That is crazy. And then their, their uh, forearms... They have two attacks, so they have eight attacks a guy. You just go into a light unit and just blender them.
0: And they they used to have a heal mechanic with the, with uh, spells, but they don't have that anymore. They took that one out.
1: Michelangelo says he wants to make a marching band army.
0: <laughs> well, you know, until they write this in, you can.
1: Yeah. You can. That would be a lot. That would be pretty Nothing fun. says
0: you can't unless somebody put it in the pack, and I don't think I ever add it to mine. Yeah. I try to stick closer to the actual rules.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I would just say you have to model them correctly and that eliminates 90% of it. But uh, then you have a bunch of, like, really cool monsters, which uh, I, you don't you don't see as much, but it's one of the things I like the most about the army. Like, the Chaos Spawn is actually quite good. The Warhounds, a fast unit, um, go grab objectives. I actually would prefer to take the Centaurs. I think they're more fun. They can they have a rule where they can get drunk and then they <laughs> they hit better and they're easier to get hit. Uh, the Jabber Slythe is actually...
0: So really good. But they picked his points up. But for a while, it was the monster du jour because it was cheap. Now it's 180, 160.
1: The Jabber Slythe went up. Yeah, but it's like it has an ability that when it works could win you the game. Oh, yeah. Uh, it just doesn't kick in very well. He's 160.
0: Yeah, for every wound he takes, and that includes over, past his actual wounds he can take, he does. He has a chance to do mortals back at you. Which That's is what usually wipes out any unit
1: I kill him with. Because he hits you back, but the one I, I like the most is the uh, Aura of Madness. Any enemy unit within six inches on a six, they can't do anything. It's ridiculous. Like if someone's like, yeah, like Nagash or something, he's like, here I come, and you're like, six, ha, ha. He's just like, no. I mean, that's that's crazy good. And it stands it, it, there. You don't count on it, obviously, but when it works, it's amazing. The Cockatrice, uh, again, it's amazing. Fly quick can do. It does D six mortal wounds with its attack, to auto hit and until he gets he gets wounded and he starts to get less effective but um yeah no no it never gets goes down it's just on a four up you do d6 mortal wounds yep and they're only 100 points yeah Yeah. i was like you could take like six of these and just murder somebody uh the chimera is extremely hard hitting uh does a ton a ton of damage Does mortal wounds in the shooting phase does like a million attacks in the combat phase this is one where if you did the spell where you get plus one to all of its attacks, this Chimera is going to give you the most bang for your buck.
0: Yeah, there's um, four of them there, so it's plus four. Yeah. One for each. Yeah,
1: and they're and then they range from D6 damage to one damage. They're really strong. Extremely good. The Chaos car is more of a fun unit. Um, yeah. He's still not very good. He's well, not bad. He's not bad.
0: Do they still have the whole fall over thing? Yep. <sighs> where you can fall on your own guys, I know. One-sixth of the time, because if you do the math. Doubles is going to be one-sixth of the time. He falls over the
1: Well, now I think it's just a roll-off. And then the play, so it's like 50% of the time. But it does D, It only does D3 mortal wounds now. Okay. But still, that's kind of lame. But eh, it happens. <laughs> um, what could be good be used as in 40k? Squeeble says. A lot of people use them as like um, uh, Imperial Guardsmen. You could also use them as orcs pretty easily. Uh, do you roll the dice for the six to do nothing and then can give it to the Zinch keyword? Oh, ask Brightflame. I don't think you can give them the Zinch keyword. <laughs> that would be crazy. Like, oh, yeah, auto six. And then uh, they get Skyfires now, and Skyfires are still ridiculous. They're crazy strong. Uh, Zinger Shaman, Enlightened, and Normal Zingers, which have gotten toned down.
0: Yeah, uh, the Enlightened, they now have a different price for being on foot. They're 100 points for being on foot, 140 for being on disc. Uh, your Zangors didn't change except they went down 20 points. I didn't see any change. If there's one, let me know, but I, I didn't see any change. Well, what, what, did,
1: what unit did you say had gone down, had gotten toned down? thought you said it was the Zangors.
0: No, no uh, it was Zangors, yes, I'm sorry. Skyfire is what I'm thinking of. Yeah, Yeah, the Zangors, they don't get the extra swings. That's the main thing because people are fielding 30 and getting three extra swings per guy. Now, you field 30, you're getting one, and you just have a guarantee to keep that one for a while because as long as there's nine in the unit, you get one extra attack, and their point didn't change. Nothing changed about them. Our skyfire is that. still
1: just like dominating the game.
0: No, just much. The scene just changed so much. I think everybody's still searching for that secret. Whatever. Yeah. Some guys are using skyfire. Some guys are, are leaning more into the demons.
1: Yeah, I did not like. I did not like that very much. I'm glad that that's changing. Uh, and then of course you have your endless spells, your stone, which we already covered. Um, and then the uh, the Raven Ring Dire Fluck. I didn't have a, actually have a chance to read this, Scott. What does it do? Uh, it
0: hits your bravery. Got it. So it's it's a move out there, and units within six inches, and, and it can disappear and reappear other places. So when somebody gets close you pick it up, you move it somewhere else.
1: Okay. The Dirge Horn, which one does this do? So Subtract
0: one from hit rolls within three, casting on a six, and you set it up, and... The model is wholly within twelve of the cat set it up within twelve of the cluster and basically it subtracts one from hit rolls. And so
1: that's pretty good. You should put it in front of like an enemy shooting hopefully two units and then they just get minus one to hit. That's really good. And then at the start of each battle round, after you set this metal up, add three inches to the range of its cacophony. Boom. Oh wow. Yeah. That's really good. So every turn it starts to grow, so you can really screw over someone's shooting army.
0: And then everyone likes that one. That's the uh, the, the flaming bull, flaming yeah. half of a bull. And that's your your typical move up and do mortal wounds to things. So
1: cool. So there you go. There you go, guys. That's a review of the Beast of Chaos battle tome. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, if anybody has any questions, we'll hang out for a couple minutes to answer some questions. Uh, Okra Craigslist says, "Do you see a lot of people playing this? And if so, would a Seraphon free guild army have a chance against it?" I see. I, I think a lot of people are going to play because they already have the models.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of guys who retired them because they weren't sure, but loved the models and held on to them. So you're going to see them for that. And there are a lot of great combinations, but I mean, Seraphon, you're, you're picking them up, dropping them all over the table. They've got a lot of strong mechanics, even after the pullback on Croak's ability. I didn't see it much as a nerf is just kind of bringing it in line because before where people were posting their hundred wounds in one turn with them, that was a bit much.
1: Nobody can want that to be in the game. That's right. so dumb. Uh, yeah, whenever you alter something that's like, ridiculously over the top it, it is technically a but it's more of just balancing the game um okra craigslist like i to me again i haven't been able to play much lately t- full disclosure uh, we are going to be getting back into it um just picked up a doom bowl myself all right so uh, i will be playing this army but i i th- just looking at it i don't see why you couldn't beat anybody you have movement tricks morale control hard hitting units Board control, not only in your ability to, to outflank, but just uh, uh, taking up space. Uh, you have high model count. You have good magic. Uh, I don't see why you couldn't beat anybody with this army.
0: And yeah, you, know, you ask the question do they have a ch- do these armies have a chance? Of course they do. It's how you playing. It's who you're playing. Most of them are fairly evened off. I mean, there are a few armies. That, I don't see any of them dominating tables. Every tournament I've been to, it's been a different mix. So.
1: Squeebles, will this be a high model count army, or do you think it'll be better with uh, elite monsters and minotaurs? I think you could do both. Yeah. Um, I the way I want to play it is I want to take half just sm- face smashing super monsters, and then I'm going to take a bunch of bodies for board control objectives, uh, sacrificing dude on the herdstone to summon in more dudes. So uh, even if you start with an elite army, as long as you take a, a you take advantage of the call the call the wild yeah ability you'll have other dudes coming onto the table as you go
0: and if you want to do all the big ones you just feel two units of the or two battalions of that one was the doom bull so you have two doom bulls you'll have all the uh bull gores yeah a couple monsters out there
1: i mean if you really want to take advantage of the um summoning mechanic if you take the all herd as your um uh what is it fray great fray and you use the command point and you sacrifice a dude, you're getting a minimum of three summoning points a turn. That means you're summoning a, a unit every single turn. So you could get 60 extra Ungors, like, or 50 extra Ungors, like, guaranteed. So I think this army is going to be a mix of both. Uh, Darkwind asks how rough were the BOC Mark War Scrolls, wondering about corn and what the marks do. Um, the marks in this book don't really do anything. They just give you the corn keyword.
0: If you well, if you're in the one group and you field a battalion with corn, you get that benefit. You do get the keyword, but you just field one of the um, great great phrase.
1: So I guess I think what you're actually asking is what does it do? Uh, the battalion is ex- the corn ones excellent. It gives you reroll once to hit, and then once per game you can make the whole battalion reroll failed wound rolls. And then to, in order to trigger any of that, you have to be within um, nine inches of another unit from the battalion. So. I think it's one of the stronger battalions. Actually, it's really good.
0: Yeah, because nine inches isn't that big a deal. I played an army where all of them had to be within eight inches of two other units, and I could almost always pull it off. I mean, it's
1: wholly within nine inches, though. That, that is, is a little bit more restrictive. Well, as long really as you have okay, a character, yeah. as long as you have a character nearby, you're That's good true. to go.
0: Throw a couple characters and gra- gap them between, and mm-hmm. you're set.
1: Uh, Michelangelo, uh, Michelangelo, asks, what's a good low model count army in Sigmar. My main army in 40k is orcs, and I'd rather not play another horde army. It totally makes sense. Uh, Stormcast. Yeah, I,
0: I don't know if they're going to change the army, but I've played a couple of guys who are doing the um, elf dragon army, where you field two of the battalions with the cavalry, and the dragon. So you have the the dragon cavalry, whatever they call them. They, I didn't play elves, so whatever they call that group, and you basically end up with four units of knights and three dragons, and you can usually fit in somebody else on the table. And it's, it's a small model count because your units are like five guys.
1: You can always throw in some Griff too for grabbing objectives if you need to. Uh,
0: yeah, well, most of the objectives you hold, you can move away. So they're pretty strong in that. And you're having to fight off those dragons. Your opponent has to deal with them. So that's a small model count army. Um,
1: in the Phoenix Guard, the troops are really good.
0: Yeah. They're tough as nails. That would be moving out of that particular group. I'm trying to think Whatever's um, A couple of Chaos guys. And Corn did well by actually fielding three Bloodthirsters as their main force of their army. That would be a smaller count because you'd have small groups to run around and grab objectives and three monsters going around and breaking everything.
1: Yeah. Uh, Michelangelo could get behind some dragons. Awesome. Ochre Craigslist, don't worry about it, buddy. Not a big deal. Sabat TC says, actually refreshing to see something besides bloody Sigmarines. <laughs> what is your view on Skaven? Um, I think Skaven are really good. Yeah. Clan Scryer is super duper good. They're actually pretty frustrating to play. Yeah, the universal of the pull wounds. battle
0: line for a lot of... Um, chaos armies is just fielding rats. They're cheap, yeah. they're easy to do. So you get your Skaven out there and they're due for a book. One has to be coming eventually either to do each faction or pull them together in some way. When, and that, this is getting a lot of buzz online cause everyone figures this is what they're going to do. I'm hoping they do this with my green skins. Cause I have a ton of them and I really want to get them back on the table that right now I just play them for fun. They, they can't do much. So who knows? That the Skaven book could be right around the corner. Who knew this was coming?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I, I sincerely hope that the sells well and they keep doing it. Um, I think that uh, the clan scryer is good. I think all of them are really good. I think Skaven are just had a lot going for them, and then the um, plague uh, the um, plague Skaven, which I am totally drawing a blank on there.
0: Oh oh um.
1: Uh, their book is really strong. Uh, plague monks are
0: plague monks. Awesome. World, yeah.
1: So I, I think Skaven are in a good place personally. Uh, wonder how Allies are got to work with Beast of Chaos and these War Scrolls from Marks in the MetaS Dark Wind. I actually don't don't know. We'll have to wait and see.
0: And Squeebles. I, I assume they'll start selling them through the stores more than just online.
1: It's annoying for us too, because we can't, it's really difficult for us to get any to with sell the book to all I
0: wouldn't be surprised if all of it started getting pushed back out to stores.
1: Uh, the Warping Forge wants vampire lords to get shields back on foot. Fair enough. <laughs> Sabat TC, Mortars or Warp Fire Throwers? Which would you say is a good preference? I like the those, the Rat Ogres with the um, Warp Flame Throwers. Those guys are crazy. Yeah,
0: that's the popular choice. You pop up, and you can pop up close enough, you just take damage, and you can flame everything near you. Yeah. But that's one of those. If you go all in, it is one of those armies that works or it doesn't. If you add it, it's a great way to wipe out one thing you didn't want to deal with. They pop up, kill it, and then they still have enough play in to kill a couple of other things or weaken them
1: yeah so, they're extremely good i love them uh so that says he's kind of regretting getting rid of his old Warhammer fantasy battle armies due to the uh getting into king's war yeah i didn't get rid of any of my any of my stuff i held on to it um still holding out hope that we get wood elves again because that's my favorite kr quinn says you can run a corn army with marked uh beasts of chaos and you don't have to worry about allies very cool uh do we have a community uh facebook community group says the warping forge yes we do Uh, You can find the link over at FrontlineGaming.org and check it out. Crimson Paw, how good is Nagash or Flesh Eaters? And which would you recommend?
0: Uh, Top players are using both.
1: Yeah. Um, I think they're both. They're very different. Excuse me.
0: Nagash has won several events, but since he's out there a lot, that counters right around the corner. Somebody's going to figure out how to stop him right away. and People are already kind of doing that. Flesh Eaters, you don't see them as often. But I did see them scoring well with two different events I went to, large ones, including Nova. So
1: I, I think they're great. Uh, and then the Flesh Eater Court is—they kind of play like Beastmen, actually. They're pretty similar.
0: Yeah, they're 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 probably best a bit horde, and your heroes now with minus one to hit because those are the guys who bring back more guys and fill your units back up. They're a little harder to get rid of, so it's it's a pretty good army. A uh, guy in our local store has been playing them off and on with his other armies. And he's really enjoying it, but he's been bitten by the night hot bug, so
1: he's <laughs> the night are very cool.
0: How's those guys out?
1: All right. Well, thank you so much to everybody for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this review of the Beast of Chaos Battle Tome. Again, you can pick it up from Frontline Gaming at a discount if you choose to do so. We don't have all the models, unfortunately. GW uh, made a lot of them direct only. Not nothing we can do about that, but we can get a hold of them for you. Um, it just it takes time just to to be uh, upfront yeah. about that. But worth it. It is, yeah. And then, of course, you can get free shipping on orders, uh, $99 and up. Also, if you haven't, check out the very cool new FLG mat. It's a uh, jungle-themed. It's called Jungle. Really, really pretty. just came out yesterday. Uh, it's already selling really well. Very popular mat. It's gorgeous. Um, it would work really well for something like Beastman or Seraphon or Nurgle. Uh, check it out if that interests you. And also, if you want to come to the Las Vegas Open and play in the Age of Sigmar Championships, we've only got about three or four tickets left. Please uh, jump in and grab those soon.
0: If a lot of people are on the waiting list, would that change? We are literally Man, running out of space. Um,
1: we'll see. Yeah. We, we always try to accommodate people, but it's we're, we're it's really crunch. running out of space. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, the SoCal Open is coming up at the end of October. We still have room in that event if you want to come and play some Major Sigma. because well, being
0: Crosby Hall is enormous. It's
1: huge. It is, it's It's going to be several years before we pack that thing, but it'll get we there. Will. It, it will. Yeah, it definitely will. So uh, please grab those tickets if you want to come and join us, play, and have fun. Scott is the TO. Oh. He's a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, dude. And, I always uh, try
0: a different pack, so I really want to know what you guys think about it afterwards.
1: Absolutely. Well, thank you guys for joining us. And gals, we hope you enjoyed the show, and we will talk to you next week for Signals from the Frontline. line. ta